When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. So good job, Jesus. Good job, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. For being a feminist. Exactly. You heard it here first. Hello. Welcome. To True Crimes. Against Wine. I'm Topher. I'm Rachel. Uh, so Rachel's going to guide us through the perilous world of celebrities today. Yes, and Topher is going to guide us through the very safe world of wine. Yay, wine! Woohoo! So, you want to open up this bottle? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, let's do it. This is another screw cap, right? Yes, it is. Enclosure. I will let you do it. And the bottle is still hidden from Topher's view. I can't get a grip when it's wrapped in Topher, did you not do your warm-up exercises today? Ah, there, there we go. There we go. Okay. okay. All right. Hand me your glass, please. Thank you. And I will pour for you. So, oh, it's very dark. It is a red wine. <laughs> yes, very clearly, I don't know if you've heard of red wines, but they do have a dark I've color. I can tell. Um, no, but this red wine in particular, it's a very like dark, inky kind it of is. red, like almost black. Just from the color, I would kind of say it's a cold weather wine. That's it my, looks like it. That's my vibe. Like the darker the wine, the colder the weather, I think. The darker the wine, the sweeter the berry. Is that true? No. Okay. You could just tell me. I'd be like, <laughs> all right. That's true now. Mmm, smells good. It smells it smells very dry, kind of dusty. Oh, I don't know if I like my drink described as dusty. Well, I do. Okay, well. It's very floral, like a I'm like dark dried it. flowers. Sip it. Okay. Oh, that's nice. It's got kind of like a tart cherry thing to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of complexity right now, but it's fine. What are you, well, what Rachel are you? has passed that judgment very quickly. <laughs> well, it's a quick she, episode. She is the queen of tasting, as you know, mm-hmm. and she finds the complexity in this wine to be lacking. So, case I closed. I said it was fine. <laughs> That's my verdict. Eh. So, this is interesting because okay. we are actually doing several firsts today with this Ooh, wine. Oh, okay. Tell me. Um, well, one is that this is a 2019 red blend. Okay. So, you know, our last recording that we did was, was it Fergie's wine, I believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a 2014. So that was actually our oldest wine vintage that we had done thus oh, really? far. Okay. This is our youngest. This is, this oh, is the baby, baby of the family. Wine. Little yeah, baby. Which might be a little bit about the lack of complexity that you're talking about. Okay. She hasn't fully developed her personality yet. You know? So this is an underage wine. This, oh. oh well, so I don't like your phrase like that. <laughs> Topher, you pervert. God damn it. Yeah, I would be interested to see once I, I know more, okay. like actually see the bottle. Like we might be drinking this like a little too soon. But also, that's your fault for selling it in the stores. Yeah, exactly. That's on the manufacturer, yeah, not on us. Exactly. If you If the underage wine it, is making itself available, it. then. That's what Topher says to the drink cops. It. <laughs> But also, this is from a new region that we've not been to before. Ooh, what, what's the region? So I don't know the exact region because that wasn't on the information that I was given. But right. I do know that it's it's Washington State wine country, not and Washington, you, D.C. wine country. Okay. But you do like wines from Washington State. Is that correct? I do. Yeah. Okay. I really enjoy them. They're they're really unique. But I did learn a lot of things through the course of my research mm-hmm. that I was not previously aware of oh, interesting. Um, about okay. Washington. So, well, tell me. First of all, what do you know about Washington wine country, if anything? Did you know that Washington had wine country? 
I learned that you went there to make wines, and I've seen some wines that are from the, was it Willamette Valley? That is Oregon. Just kidding. They're close enough, though. <laughs> so different states. Okay, so Rachel doesn't know anything about Washington wines. Good. Well, since Good. I wasn't. Well, that's, that means we get you to talk about it. Dummy. All right. I wasn't able to get super specific about this particular wine because okay. I don't know what region it comes from. So I did more of overall sort of study of, okay. of Washington. And they first had their ABA, like the American Viticultural mm-hmm. uh, Area, established in 1983. So oh, good is, year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you would like that. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was just three different regions, the Yakima Valley, Tri-Cities, and Walla Walla Valley. And since okay. then, it's expanded to a couple of other ones, and there's obviously sub-regions. But one thing that I learned that I thought was really interesting is that it is the second largest wine producer in the U.S. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. So California, obviously, being first. But Washington isn't – it's not something that, at least here in the South, you see a lot of bottles of. And so you don't think of it being that way. There's actually a reason for that. And that is that in Washington, a lot of times – first of all, the wineries where they're making the wine – can often be like 200 miles away from where the grapes are actually grown. So they're shipping these two wineries that are inside or just outside of the major cities like Seattle. Okay. And the reason for that is because the winemakers there, their philosophy is not to get distributors and sell to places across the U.S. It's to sell directly to the consumers in those cities. So they're making more money doing it that way. It's more efficient for them because they're not – you're cutting out the middleman, essentially. So you're huh. having to pay that fee to the distributors. All right. So road trip to Washington. Yeah. I've always wanted it. to go. Me yeah. too. I've never been to Washington. I Let's think it would go. be really fun to start off. You can fund us too, by the way. Yes, please. Fun. Please go go fund <laughs> us. Come fund us. If only there were a website. If only. If only. We should probably come up with one of those. We should. Too. We yeah. can think of a snazzy name. In snazzy name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like, come pay me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that might lead to some other website. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know what? Honestly, it's it's good work. So that's fine. Work is work. I, I do what I got to do. Yeah. No, I've always wanted to take a trip where we start off in San Francisco and visit mm. like the surrounding wine country there. Okay. And there's that train that goes along the California coast that oh. has like the, the really cool glass observation decks. And oh, you're like on the nice coastline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, let's go. Okay. Because then we could stop in Oregon and Willamette Valley. Okay. And then finish out in Washington and fly from Seattle. Perfect. All right, let's do it. So anyway, the wineries are really far away from the actual vineyards. Okay. And the vineyards all are on the east side of the Cascade Mountains. Okay. So does that affect the taste then? It does because a lot of people don't know this, but in Washington state, east of the Cascade Mountains, it's all desert. Hmm. I did not know that. Yes, Washington State has a massive desert. It's very sunny, very yeah. dry, really? and the temperatures often exceed 100 degrees. What the fuck? Washington. Yeah. Isn't in it? deserts. Who knew? Who knew? There's a lot of varied terrain there, which sounds, again, like a really fun place to go and visit. You yeah, have let's a go lot there. of let's variety. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. You know, we um, could buy a vacation home there. That'd be fine. Yeah. Or not, I'm, we could buy, you all, our listeners, could yes. buy one for us. Our, our patrons. Our as patrons. It were. Yeah. Um, Patrons of the arts. So there's 750 or more wineries around the cities there. Shit, we're going to have a busy Um, day. 43,000 acres of vineyards. And they're known for big vineyards and small wineries. Basically, a lot of their vineyards there can be up to 2,000 acres. 
and like three miles from one end to the other. Wow. That's huge. It's huge. So what they're doing a lot of times is these wineries where they have the winemakers, they are developing relationships with these individual vineyards Mm -hmm. so that a vineyard could supply grapes for up to 30 different wineries. Oh, cool. So that's a really fun opportunity. If you are visiting and you go to a tasting room and you have a, a wine that you just fall in love with, check and see what the vineyard is. Because chances are there's going to be another winery down the street that's using grapes from that same thing, but they stylistically do something different with it. That would be really interesting to to taste the difference from the same grape. It's a like a fun case study almost. And you get to really kind of see the craftsmanship and the artistry that goes into the individual styles of winemaking. Right. It's more than just the grape itself what the grape brings to the table. It gives you a completely different perspective. Cool. Yeah. So there's a lot to kind of unpack there culturally that's really fun. Yeah. And then another thing that I thought was interesting is that a decade ago, Gallo Wines, which everyone's very familiar with, Mm -hmm. huge winemaker, they actually moved the majority of their production from California into Washington because it's cheaper to do things there. Is it better, do you think? Well, I'd be interested to see... The difference in the quality. I don't remember Gallo wines from a decade ago, obviously. Okay. So I don't know what Where changed, but notes? it is, it's a very different climate and soil and everything. Yeah. So you would think there huh. would be some sort of difference. But when I was working in Willamette Valley, mm-hmm. there was a group of guys that would come out. They were all Delta flight attendants, mm-hmm. three, these three guys, middle-aged dudes. And they all refer to themselves as the clowns for some reason, because they just like to clown around. It was a very kind of dad joke sort of situation. Okay. Okay. But one of the things that they would do in addition to helping us make the Pinot Noir that we were making that was local grapes is they had a bunch of grapes from Washington that were Cabernet Sauvignon grapes Mm -hmm. that they would ship in. And then that was their own little private label that they would make. Um, It's called, yeah, they sell very few bottles of it, but it's called Reclowns. And I'll actually post a picture of it on our social media. It's something that you can find in stores occasionally if you look hard enough. Well, speaking of bottles, are you ready to look at a bottle? Let's let's see. So I'm going to disrobe it for y'all. I did catch the cap on it's black and it looked like the neck was completely black as well. So this is a very, this is a very dark bottle. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to let you look at it. Okay. Tell me what you're seeing. Anti. Oh my God. Anti-party by Nicole Scherzinger. Do you know who Nicole Scherzinger is? I do. Okay. If I'm thinking of the right person. Who are you thinking of? Let's (laughs) Um, see. She's a judge on The Masked Singer is how I know her. Yes. What else do you know her from? She was one of the founding members of the Pussycat Dolls, right? Yep. Okay. So you're on the right track. Okay. So... Very simple, simple mm-hmm. straightforward label, which I appreciate. You don't have to put all the flashy whatever in it. Mm-hmm. And then the back of the label, still very simple. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's got little measurement markings delineating right. good day, okay day, bad day, really bad day. And then there's just an empty wine glass turned over right. on its side. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of measure, I guess, will be empty wine glass on its side by the yeah. end of this episode. Well, funny enough, she has said... That she wanted this wine to not be consumed at parties, hence the name anti-party. I love that. It's kind of like you're you're alone, it's your drinking wine. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. And this is made from Knocking Point. So she did collaborate with them. Is that a kind of wood? It's like a company that does like these wines. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a couple of other celebrities. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. knocking points, wines, Walla Walla. No, wait, oh, knocking point. Did I say knocking wood. I don't know. No, I said. Okay. Kind of wood. So this is from Walla Walla. Uh huh. Interesting. Actually, right. could have told me that, but 
whatever. Where's the busy person who leads Clearly. a full life outside of our podcast? Clearly. <laughs> now, I am going to point out something that mm-hmm. I just saw on the back of the label. Okay, what'd you see? This is 14.3% alcohol. So Ooh, we are boy. in for a... A nice Wild ride. Here. Yeah. So could you drink this whole bottle by yourself? I mean, yes, I know you could. Yes, of course I could. And I would. And I will. This is what Nicole wants for me to do. <laughs> There's literally instructions on the back. I mean, there are. I think that's kind of cute, actually. It's very cute. This is, I think, one of our simplest labels that we have seen. And I appreciate that. Yeah. It's not It's not a bunch of... They didn't spend all of their money on, like, the superfluous marketing and, like, No, there's, there's not stuff. a story on yeah. the label. It's like, just... Like, no, this is just wine. It's straightforward. It's clever. It. And also, she's tapping into the honesty that people don't want to talk about, which is maybe I do just want to drink this in the bathtub at home. Well, and we talked about... Or you talked about the year 2019. Mm-hmm. So this came out, like, right before COVID and quarantine started. So, so part she probably of her anti- up then, yeah. Yeah, part of the anti-party thing, too, when it came out was, like, the marketing, like, hey, you're home alone, so. May as well. Just, you're not going to a party, so just drink this yeah. wine on your own. I can get behind that. Yeah. Obviously, she didn't plan for that, but that's a good, um, Or a did she? Well, you heard it here first. Ooh, is she the one behind COVID? I'm glad no, that we're finally not. tapping into the conspiracy theory. Aspect of? The the audience, yeah. Yes. We're, we're just like widening our demographics. Yeah, they're really into wine and celebrities, right? Well, theories about it all. Yeah. yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. All right. You want to hear about Nicole Scherzinger? I would love to. All right. I really don't know very much about her at all. So you know she's in the Pussycat Dolls and she's a judge on the x Or what'd you say? The Masked Singer. Masked Singer, Have you yeah. ever watched that show? little bits and pieces here and there it's one of those shows that i'm way more into than i should be and like Mm. i know when i'm watching it that like topher this isn't this isn't great this isn't good for you but i'm really into it but it's okay we all have our things that we like i get like really into i don't do this anymore the first two seasons of it i would have a special notebook and i would write down clues that i keep track and trying to figure out that's a bit much but half the fun is like trying to figure out who the person is I mean, they do tell you eventually. Well, yeah, but you want to figure it out first, Rachel. I know you understand that. Oh, I do. I you do understand the competitive. Win. I do very much get that, but I'm not as dedicated as to take notes. Well, so I I'm guess saying, I'm just better than you. Yeah, I am saying that. Thank Congrats. you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so tell me about All her. right. So Nicole Scherzinger was born in Hawaii mm-hmm. in 1978. Her name when she was born was Nicole Prescovia Elikolani Valiente. This took a completely different term than I yes. thought that we were going. Yes. So is she half Eastern European, half Hawaiian? Kind of. So her dad is Filipino. Okay. Her mom is of Hawaiian descent and some Ukrainian and Polish. Her dad left the family when she was two and her mom. very interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting mix. Yeah. Obviously worked out very well for her. Oh, yeah. She's stunning. Her dad left when she was two and then her mom remarried shortly thereafter to this guy whose last name was Scherzinger, and he adopted Nicole and changed her last name to Scherzinger. Is he German? German-American. German-American. So, Is I don't know Jewish? if Jewish? I don't know. I don't know. She strikes me as a lot of fun. He was a welder. Like oh. I didn't see her as coming from, like, a working class. It's a class. working class, yeah. She very much came from working class. Interesting. Family. Also, her family left Hawaii when she was six and moved to Louisville, Kentucky. How funny. Which was a huge change in the My early 80s. My lived in to... Louisville, Kentucky for a little while. Maybe they knew little Nicole Scherzinger. Uh, it was In like, the early 80s? No. It was like okay. 10 years ago. Well, never mind then. Yeah. So she basically kind of grew up in Kentucky. Interesting. Interestingly enough. I would um, not have ever thought that. She just strikes me as such a, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but privileged California girl. 
she wears fame and wealth very naturally. Well, I think because she is a very stunning person. She's very physically beautiful. She's probably used to, yeah, a lot of positive attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so her family grew up there. Her mom was a clerk. Her stepdad was a welder. So they grew up very working class. She Mm -hmm. started getting roles in, like, local theater when she was 14. Oh. And she was in a performing arts high school. So she started very early on. Is she an actress? Yes. She has had some small roles, but her background is in, like, acting and dance and and music. It makes me want to see her in some kind of one-off Broadway revival situation. Well, we'll talk about her theater career. Okay. Okay. So she went to college, and she was majoring in theater and dance. But in her last year of college, she dropped out, and she joined the band Days of the New. Which Days fact checker might I think fact checker, you probably know their music. You may not know the band by name, but they were kind of the alternative 90s kind of grunge, kind of post rock kind of vibe. Are we comparing Soundwise to like something like Garbage or No, they were more they're still around technically, I guess, even though the singers days, are mess. Days in the new. Days of the new, yeah. Days of the new one. This um, point is days of the not oh, so new. Yeah. 90s, right? Yeah. I would say the singer Travis Meeks has a sound kind of like a Pearl Jam kind of sound, but maybe a little less grungy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he plays an acoustic guitar. Like obviously they have mics and stuff hooked up to it, but he plays acoustically, so it has a Little bit of a different sound than like yeah. an electric guitar. Okay. But she was on their second album in 1999. And so that's what she dropped out of college for. She recorded this album with them. She was doing backing vocals. They wanted kind of a more worldly sound and they thought her voice fit really well for that. So she was on the album as a backup singer on these songs, started touring with them, and then things fell apart because oh. the lead singer is, you know, he's got some meth problems. So. Oh, was the lead singer Fergie? No, but wouldn't that be funny? That would be funny. Um, I can actually see them being friends, Fergie and Nicole. We'll talk about that connection in a bit. Oh, yeah. there's a connection. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Yeah, so that didn't really work out for her. But then she auditioned for a WB reality show about forming a girl group. Oh. And that led to her first group called Eden's Crush. Eden's Crush. I, yeah. think, I, I think I remember hearing about that. So what time period was this? Are we talking oh, late 90s oh, or one, early? Oh, one, oh, two. Yeah, okay. yeah. So this is around the same time as there was a boy band version of that, and that's where O-Town came from. Yes. So these were like rival shows at the same time, Yeah, right? it's like the boy version yes. and the girl version. I remember. So I was probably like 13 mm-hmm. or so when this was happening, and I remember watching the boy version of it because my grandparents would watch it. I don't know why. I really don't. They were those people that would, mm. they had cable and they would just have the TV on constantly. Okay. Whether yes. or not they were actually That's such paying a attention. grandparent thing to do, isn't, isn't, it? isn't it? Yeah. But not even at background noise level. Like it's, it's at like full super volume. loud volume. Yeah. yeah. And so I would be over there and I caught some of the episodes and I don't know, I don't remember any of their names. And I think Go Town only had one actual album and maybe be like a follow-up album Probably, before they like yeah. peered out. Yeah. But one of the members of it, he was the youngest and he was kind of like the Justin Timberlakey person. Okay. And he was only like 16 or 17. That's and young. I yeah. And I had the biggest heart on for this guy. Like, <laughs> oh my God. What did he look like? How gelled in um oh, frosted totally, was his hair. He totally had the honey colored highlights. Okay. And it was like it wasn't ramen hair, but it was definitely like had kind of a curly-ish crinkle thing to it. A little it. bit of kind of a perm vibe. Too. Yeah, a little bit of a perm vibe. Yeah, okay. but it was kind of short. It was definitely they were playing up on like, look, this these guys are just like in sync kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so weird because that era 
everyone in the band had to be a different personality. Yes. Like it the was sporty like, spice kind of. Yeah. You know? I mean, that was like, I think kind of originating with the Spice Girl. Like, I'm this very particular stereotype. Well, yeah. I'm this one and I'm this one. Yeah, so you so, had like, you know, the bad boy, the one that you take home the to the heart. Mama. Throb, yeah, the the heart sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always like the weird random one he doesn't fit into. Everyone's anything. dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's and like who, older who than all of them. He also looks like he's 40. Yes, like, I know. Wait, what? Yeah, he always like, had a good Why does that guy have like gray hair and an AARP pen on his vest? Right. Like, what the hell? He's like the dude that just wandered in their garage while they were practicing one day and yeah. never left. Yeah. Yeah. But what he gets was, them beer, so it's fine. Well, that's probably why he, they keep around. What was O-Town's big song? Give it all or nothing at all. Give it all or nothing at all. Is this okay. how it ends with a telephone call? You leave me. It's Technology. easy. No. Was it a cell phone telephone in the video? Oh, probably. Or was it like a it was probably cord, like a phone with a cord. cord I'm cordless. sure it was like an early cell phone. Like, like Nokia kind of. No, oh, not even flip. Not even flip. Yeah, like a Nokia, yeah. Because if this was like 2001. Okay. Like my grandparents had a car phone in 2001 yeah. in their Lincoln Mercury town car. Sweet. And I Stylish. thought they were like the richest people in the entire world. They probably were. At least in Macon. <laughs> yes, in Macon, Georgia. Yeah, they probably were. Okay, so... Eden's Crush. So she's in Eden's Crush, yeah. Which we'll have to listen to some songs from them after the podcast together. Because mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that there's some that I would at least Probably like have a cursory like, knowledge of. Like that song sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. All right. Before we get into more about Nicole's life, what are you getting from this wine? So far, I'm just really enjoying it. It's a really. It goes down really smoothly. You say that so much. I love that's your like bar of this is this is good wine. Can I drink it? Yep. I will say it is a little bit hot is the term, where in the back of your throat you feel the alcohol burn. Yeah, I do think that. But it's not sour going in. No. It's a very dry wine, which I really appreciate. A lot of times these more like table wine reds that we've had tend to be a little bit more lush, sweet fruit. Yeah, this isn't sweet fruit. It's it's. I think cherry is probably pretty apt. I'm like not getting. Cherry. I'm it's not getting another wine. flavor. Yeah, to it. Yeah. I don't think kind there's of floral a lot of, still like dark violets. I'm really not getting the floral to it. I don't feel complexity from it. No, I think it's just easy. It's an easy it's wine an easy so far. Wine. Like seriously, it's like a no-brainer wine. Honestly, yeah. And that makes it great too for what they are marketing it as, which yes. is like you're not taking this to go and impress somebody. You're taking no. this to just enjoy by yourself. Like when you're at the store and you're like, oh, I just want to like. Day. Get some food, get some wine, go home and take a bubble bath. Oh, yeah. You get the pre-made sushi from the counter. Yeah. You get this bottle of wine. You're like, you I like red wine. Chocolates. This is a red. Perfect. Yeah. You don't make eye contact with the cashier because no. they know that you're going home to masturbate in the tub and drink this wine while you eat sushi. That's a lot of things happening at once, Topher. It's called multitasking. <laughs> Cheers. I feel like that's going to be one of the teaser options that Andrew gives us. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> it's called multitasking. All right. So she was in this band, Eden's Crush. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing really came out of it, except she did get an offer from Will I Am to be the female lead for the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, this shit. So she could have been. She could have been what Fergie, Fergie. is. Yeah. That's so But you want to know why she turned it down? Because she doesn't enjoy rapping. Well, probably. But also her boyfriend at the time. Was Robin Thicke. No. Worse. He was the lead singer of 311. I'm not familiar. Fact checker gets it. 
You know 311 songs. I do? Yeah, they're like the faux hippie songs. We'll play this some later This land is your me. land. This land is my land. No, kind not that kind of hippie. It's like Hips night. don't lie? Nope, not Shakira. Okay, I'm lost. We will figure that out for you later. No, he told her not to do it. Oh, shit. Controlling boyfriend. Well, they're not together Alarm anymore. Alarm bells. Well, good. I hope that that was the straw that broke the camel's back with their relationship and not something worse that happened later on. His name was Nick Hexum, or it is still he's alive, and he's a douchebag. <laughs> and he apparently kept his name. Yes. He did not change it out of shame, but he should have. He should have. Maybe you should have changed well, it. Well, after this episode releases, then he's definitely going to. Yeah, we'll have all of our fans come after him. Can Wait, what kind of violence are we threatening? Well, with? We're not inciting violence here. This is not, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. You can send angry letters. So I do want to point out that in a, an episode that has aired recently, okay. we talk a little bit about the legs. I just wanted to point out to you because this is a high alcohol wine. It's leggy. You can, you can see, yeah. You see all of the legs falling down like really thick. She got legs. She got yeah. thick thighs. So that's because it's higher alcohol. So the water vapor has been evaporated. Nice. Okay, now I'm not getting as many legs as you. Why is that? Look. You just have to give it a moment because you just swirled yours. It's slow. When they're slow moving like that, you know, it's I'm because not it's heavy alcohol. It's just a fun experiment. Anyway, I digress. There you go. Okay, now you're getting now some really good ones. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I love that we're doing this completely visual thing. Yeah, and we're just... a podcast format. We're not describing it very well, but you know. Um, she's got legs. Try it at home. Do it with us. Pour some wine on your legs and see yeah. what happens. <laughs> let's let's fill up. Yeah, let's fill up. So we so sh- we're at the point where she has decided not to take this job offer because of her controlling boyfriend. Yep. Ladies, problem. don't do that. Okay. Don't. Yeah. Be your be your own person and realize that if somebody wants to hold you back, they're not fucking it's worth it. It's one thing to have a partner say like, "Hey, I don't know. This doesn't seem to be I have in concerns. line." Right. Absolutely, because right. you are a team. Sure. But, but there's a limit. Know in your heart. Trust your gut. Yeah. When someone's telling you something bad. Cheers to that. Absolutely. Because they're an insecure douche. Yeah. That's like emotional bad touch, basically. It is an emotional bad touch. So she then ended up joining the Pussycat Dolls. And she was able to get in touch with the woman who was starting the Pussycat Dolls. I'm not as a singer, but just kind of like creating this girl group because of her connection with Will I Am. I'm Put her very... in touch with this woman. I was like, hey, okay. I think Nicole would be good for the group. I'm kind of confused about what the Pussycat Dolls is. Okay. They are a singing group, but they have a burlesque, burlesque yeah. background. But also when it first started, I feel like I read something about how this was a while ago. I, probably the first time that I was watching The Masked Singer mm-hmm. and was like... Who is this person? I feel like it was originally not going to be like a pop singing group. It was Mm -hmm. going to be just like a burlesque review kind of thing. And then something happened where Nicole got involved and then they were like, oh, let's turn this into a singing group. Well, she's a very good singer. She is. And oh, have you heard her celebrity impersonations when she sings? She does two really, really good ones in particular. Britney Spears. Oh, you can close your eyes for both of these and you mm-hmm. think that it's actually an Alanis Morissette. Oh, really? She does such a good Alanis Morissette. I've love- shown them to Fact Checker. Yeah, and- okay, we're going to have to watch some. We have a yeah. list of things we need to watch after we're yeah, done. Fact Checker, I hope you're, you're taking notes. Um, he gives us uh, two thumbs up very enthusiastically. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so... So it was kind of like a burlesque in which you can see that in their music yes. videos because they do a lot of... 
I mean, obviously, like, the dancing aspect is there. Well, and my only frame of reference, besides, you know, pushing my buttons and things like that, I had back in the early 2000s, one of those Now That's What I Call Christmas Music albums. You had or you still have? I might still have it somewhere. I think you probably do. I probably do. For instance, is it in the car? I think that Jessica... Did you listen to it on the way over? We might have. <laughs> I would have if I'd known that she was going to be the celebrity today. There's even like a Jessica Simpson Christmas song on it. It's like Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree or something. I don't remember specifically. Okay. But anyway, the Pussycat Dolls are on there and they do Santa Baby. And that, I was in that's love a very with much their version of that. A, like in line with their whole yes. vibes. And at that point, I didn't really know who the Pussycat Dolls were, but mm-hmm. I kind of got it right because in my head, as this high school student yeah. listening to it in my car, my parents don't know that I'm doing it. I'm like choreographing this burlesque Ooh. dance to go with it, you know, like yeah. you're just like jamming along. Yeah, it was. Yeah, their whole vibe is very sexy, like yeah. overtly sexy. So I love it. Excuse me. This wine is a burp and wine as well. I think all the wines are. Maybe it's me. <laughs> Maybe that is just Rachel and her own GI problems. (laughs) So, yeah. So she joined the Pussycat Dolls as their lead singer. And she's Mm -hmm. the only Pussycat Doll to actually have songwriter credits on their album. Oh, good for her. Mm -hmm. Well, she's also pretty much the only voice. I I know. I'm sorry to the other Pussycat Dolls out there. But they're there because they were were backup singers. Yeah, they were backup singers and dancers. Like, that's what you were. Yeah. Acknowledge it. But th- that did cause problems with the group, too, Didn't though. Didn't Eva Longoria have a guest thing with the Pussycat Dolls where she was, like, an honorary Pussycat? She was, like, a dancer, though. Really she didn't sing. familiar. And I don't know if it was, like, a brief stint Is this for a, a tour. shared fever dream that we it, both had? Is it? I mean, it could be. I feel like she made an appearance as a Pussycat Doll at one point. That's... Well, this was... Would have been like right around the Desperate Housewife time. So that seems like the height oh my of the Longoria's fame. that old? Yes. When did Pussycat like Dolls become a thing? Well, they formed in 03 and their first okay. album was in 05. So it's been a minute. They formed in 03 and their first album was in 05. What the fuck were they doing for two years? Choreography. Okay, that's fair. You have to get the dance moves down. It takes two years for them to learn dancing? Yes. Dancing? Dancing. <laughs> Dance. Yeah, so on their first album, which is called PCD... For Pussycat Dolls. They have the hit songs, Don't Ya. Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me. Don't they have um, Stick With You. If we play later, you'll know I'm it. sure I will. Buttons, which you know. Buttons, yeah. yeah. So those are like their big hits. It's funny though because the Pussycat Dolls like never really reached the level of fame. I think that was kind of expected of them. As a group, as a whole. I feel like... Like, they never got, like, Spice Girls, Destiny's Child. Like, they never really hit it that But they, they also didn't really do the same formula that was popular at the time. They didn't have the individual personas. All I know is was Nicole. Nicole. Sure yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you a single thing about anybody else that's ever been in the Pussycat no, Dolls. They're other all... than possibly my fever dream about Eva Longoria. <laughs> a fact checker, did you find anything about the Eva Longoria stuff? Was that real? Or was it a Topher fever dream? Topher and Rachel, why are you, you passing passed it? You it to me. <laughs> it's <laughs> like contagious. A, a transmitted fever yes. dream. Okay. Okay, so it says here, Eva Longoria has admitted that she was once Nicole Scherzinger's Pussycat Dolls. Longoria said at her London Global Gift Gala charity event, that is a mouthful. Yep. London Global Gift Gala charity <laughs> event. Okay. That she once opened in Las Vegas for the Pussycat Dolls. So she opened? So she was a guest star and okay. she didn't sing but Just dance. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's what okay. I was saying. Yeah, okay. 
I felt that's like I had weird. That's a weird move for Eva Longoria. Yeah, she was definitely vaudevilling the entire time. It was a vaudeville dancers is a weird choice. <laughs> she had a flapper dress on. Yeah. Heavily made up in very pale makeup. So pulled her off the stage with a giant shepherd's head. Yeah, she was wearing a Shirley Temple curly wig. Yeah. Anyway, you guys look it up. It's hilarious. It's a treat. A it treat for a, the eyes. It's a delight. But not for the ears because she didn't sing. No, it's just the sound of her shoes. Like yeah. they didn't record the music somehow. No, too? you there is you can I would recommend playing like YouTubing some kind of like ragtime piano track to play in sync with. Hello, the, baby. Hello, darling. Yeah. yeah, you should honestly just make it make it your own. Yeah, it's a very choose your own adventure experience. Yeah. So you choose it for you. Yeah. You should probably drink this anti-party wine while you do it by yourself. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's what you do when you drink this wine. <laughs> All right. I kind of want to quiz you. I have not even learned anything, but okay. Let's do well, it. Well, do you want to learn some more? Are you ready for a quiz? No, let's do a quiz. Okay. You know a lot about her life as a reality star, right? I know her life as a judge on one particular That's show. That's a reality show. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So she has caused a little controversy recently. Mm. In 2020, the Pussycat Dolls reunited on the X Factor and they played their hit song and they danced the choreography. The X Factor is still on. Holy yes. shit. Well, she's been on the X Factor US and X Factor UK. She's done both. I do feel like I've seen her on a panel with Simon Cowell at some she point. She has been, yeah. yeah. And Simon Cowell was actually one of the judges on this episode. So okay. she and the Pussycat Dolls went out and they performed one of their new songs because they have an upcoming album. And they're planning on touring once COVID's not a thing anymore. But they're in these very sexy, very revealing outfits. Okay. It was like pretty much like mesh, but just like little bikini areas. Also, covered. this is the Pussycat Dolls. Yes. So like. But they got a lot of backlash for it. Why? Because they're saying, oh, the X Factor is like a family show. and da, da, da. Oh, bullshit. Okay. But here's, here's the thing. And you tell me if this is true or false. So she, after the controversy emerged over this, she had to come out and apologize to people and say, you know, we're really sorry. She grew up very religious. And she said, like, her religious family, especially her grandpa, would have been really ashamed of what she did on a family show. And she apologized to her fans. Oh, so man. Is that true or false, Topher? I'm going to say false just because I really hope that it's false. Okay. If you are a family show, then you don't book and act like the Pussycat Dolls. It is literally a burlesque group. Well, she was there because she was a judge or is a judge. That doesn't mean that you have to be booked to promote your burlesque group on it's called what Synergy. Is- I feel like if it was that bad of a thing, that's an error on the producer's side. Okay. And not on hers. Was okay. she supposed to wear a fucking nun's habit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm you're saying say false. false. Okay. Congrats. Got it right. Thank God. So I was about to be like, she should not have to apologize for that. So all the controversy did, did stuff was real. Yeah. Okay. What happened though was after people were like, yeah, family show, blah, blah, blah. She came out and she's like, look, our fans get it. Yes, they thank you. They know what we're about. So right. that's what it is, man. Exactly. Get over it. Also, if it's a family show and you don't want your kids to see that and, you know, they're up watching it with you, then you, you just them tell them. You teach them sex is bad and you send them to bed. Yeah, exactly. They go feel shame and confusion. You know, you as a parent, it's not like they just like, surprise, now we're doing Pussycat Dolls. Right. You've had 50 million different right. teasers. You probably knew a week ahead of time that this was going to be happening. Right. So... So that's on you. Yeah. So go out for ice cream that night instead of watching this show. Honestly. Exactly. All right. So that's kind of. As Jesus said. Just get ice cream and get over it. It's better to pluck out your own fucking eye than to look at a woman lewdly. Yeah. So. 
So good job, Jesus. Good job, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. For being a feminist. Exactly. You heard it here first. Okay, so that was kind of more recent. Let's go back a bit. Uh, okay. Okay, these are all true-false questions Okay. in our cross-examination. So in her audition for the um, WB reality pop star, she had to sing a song. To Is that the name of the show? It's reality called, pop star. I think it's just called, like, Pop Stars. <laughs> I think oh it was literally just called is, Pop Stars. That is so yeah, 2001. Yeah, Fact so Checker's nodding. It was just like, Pop Stars. I'm sure there was a star in oh, the yeah. logo. You know that the A was like a star. Oh, it had to be. Or the, and like or the super o. shiny. Yeah. Yeah. Glittered. Yes. Oh, like very, for sure. Kind of like the more you know. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> kind of what I'm picturing. But less rainbowy. Yeah. So, obviously for her audition, she had to sing a song. So, she decided. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yep. <gasps> yeah. Got it right. Drake. Okay, so she decided she was going to sing Love is a Battlefield by Ooh, Pat, Pat Benatar. Benatar for her song because she said she's always loved Pat Benatar and she loved her her vocal abilities. Okay, well, I'm going to use the same motivation okay. as the last one and mm-hmm. say true okay. because I would love to hear her sing Love is a Battlefield. I think that she would sound amazing. Okay. Yeah, you got it wrong. Drink. Okay, well, what did she actually... She's saying it's even better. I will always love you in the style of Whitney Houston. In the style. Oh, that's bold. She pulled it off. Did, okay, well, I mean, yeah. if, if there's a payoff... Nicole has said that she does like Pat Benatar and Loves the Battlefield is a song that she said she's liked in particular. Okay. But she said, like, Whitney Houston is one of her icons for, like, singers and performers. Oh, I mean, if somebody tells you who, you know, appreciates vocals that Whitney Houston is not an icon. Right. Tell that person to leave your bed. If you can successfully pull off I Will Always Love You as an audition Mm -hmm. for a singing competition, you're going to get picked. They're not going to not pick you. Yeah. But you you cannot fuck it up. You cannot fuck it up. You're out. There's zero margin It's high risk. But high risk, high reward. Yes. So brief segue here. I was recently reading an article about Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. And did you know that she... I do know, but okay, tell me okay. anyway. So first of all, I just want to say that, yeah. you know, there was a whole thing about her letting Whitney Houston use that song. Yeah. Because she had denied that song to so many other people who'd mm-hmm. wanted to use it before, mm-hmm. where she was just like, I can't do this. And then she said that when Whitney Houston, when she heard it for the first time, she was driving and she had to pull over so as not to wreck her car because she was so emotional with what Whitney had done with it. Mm-hmm. God, I love Dolly. But she used the proceeds of the royalties from Whitney's success with that song to buy basically an office complex mm-hmm. in a very like poor black part of town in Nashville that provided oh, jobs that, and helped actually. and helped revitalize that area. Oh, Dolly doing the Lord's and, work. Yeah. Again. So she was she said that she was looking for an office building for her to start running parts of her business. And the real estate agent took her there and was kind of like apologizing for like, Hey, I'm sorry to bring you to this part of town, but the price is good and blah, blah, blah. And Dolly was like, what are you talking about? These were Whitney. These are Whitney's people. That means they're my people. And she like did some research to make sure she wasn't going to be putting people out of their homes and shit, but it completely changed that neighborhood and helped it thrive. And yeah. So sweet. Do you know, she um, called it the house that Whitney built. Doesn't that just get you in the feels? It's so great. Do you know why Dolly wrote that song? Who it was for? Which I thought was, that was the story you were going to tell me. Oh, so it was with her almost like songwriting partner for a while, right? Kind of like I, manager, I remember, producer kind of person. Yeah, she yeah. had a very long relationship with. And it turned into... 
from I'm kind of reading in between the lines because Dolly never says anything bad about right. people. But it seems like from the documentary that I was watching, it turned into kind of like a toxic situation. It, just, it but wasn't she, working it wasn't for her working. anymore. So she wrote the song in honor and of And he him. was upset. Yeah. He was very upset. So for her to write that song as a tribute to as him. As a tribute to him. Saying like, like, I still love you. I still respect you. I just yeah. have to kind of go my own way. Like fucking kindness. So much kindness. Dolly Parton, make a wine, please. Please, Dolly. Even if it's toilet wine, we'll drink it and I we'll would, say it's amazing. Yes. You are great. <laughs> Although I feel like Dolly is less of a wine person and more of some kind of flavored moonshine. You know, she is from Look, we'll drink Athens, it. Tennessee. We'll, hell, I'll drink it. We'll have a special episode. We'll drink the whole bottle. Oh my God. So we will die. <laughs> <laughs> we might just die. That might be our last episode ever. It's the series finale. Oh, God. And also... Is it going to end on a cliffhanger? And also like the pilot for the, our funeral. hear the sirens in the background? Right. Like, next on True Crimes. Are they alive or dead? They're, they're, they're dead. dead. They're, they're, they're dead. Gone. So sorry. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. Thanks, Dolly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Dolly Parton. What the hell? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move on to another one. Okay. After the Pussycat Dolls, or kind of during Pussycat Dolls, honestly, she started branching into her like more solo work and never quite took off for her. Really well. I she didn't had, know that she had a She had some solo. more hits. Yeah. She had some bigger hits in Europe than she did here. They're kind of like Euro dance music, better than here. But anyway. But she was tapped to write the song Jai Ho for Slum Dog Millionaire that came out in 2009, directed by Danny it? Boyle. Yeah. So she wrote that song. Jai Ho? Jai Ho. You know that song. I, I've never actually seen the movie. What? Topher. I forget you don't watch movies. I, I just watch I, singing competitions. <laughs> I watch very convoluted singing competitions. Yes. Um, no, I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on kind of a. It was the huge, obviously the huge song for that film. And there was a whole yeah, like, choreographed dance. Yeah, and then it won an Oscar. Dance. Yeah, it did. That's not her. She didn't write that. Okay, you're wrong, but. Really? Yeah. It, <laughs> it was Nicole Scherzinger. Good for you, girl. I know. Who would have thought? She has like some little surprises here and there in her life. Yeah. Things I'm like, whoa, that's an interesting thing, but cool. Yeah. I guess I just also kind of assumed that it was written by an Indian person. I That's what I thought, but no, apparently not. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I honestly, my first thought was like, is that problematic? And then I was like, honestly, Tover, it's not even for you to decide. So Yeah. So the following year, she took a real quick detour and went on Dancing with the Stars. I loved the, the international visual. sign. Yeah. You jerked that wheel all the yeah. way around. Listen. She went on Dancing with the Stars as a competitor. As a side note, last night I played Mario Kart for the first time since I was like 10. First round, very poorly. 10th place out of 12. Second time when I kind of figured out the controls, second place. Okay. So don't talk to me about my steering wheel abilities. Well. I will have you know, Topher. I'm going to go ahead and. I came in second in Mario Kart, so I'm pretty much an expert in driving now. For those of you who are not here present with us who can see this, I'm describing right now how I am very delicately taking off my driving glove and throwing Throwing it down. Are we going to have a race? Because I am the reigning Mario Kart champion of everyone that I know. Really? Yes. Well, we should get a gaming system so we can play Mario Kart. I have a Switch. I didn't know that. Yeah. You never told me. I kept it a secret from you. Until now. <laughs> Until this, this very pivotal, dramatic this moment. It's re- a very reality show <laughs> moment of you. I love it. But yeah, so she took a big detour and she went on Dancing with the Stars as a contestant. Okay. I'm refilling my wine. Would you like a little top off as sure, well? Sure. I'll take some more. Where are we on the wine label, by the way? Oh, oh we're at the empty bottle. <laughs> or the empty glass. Well, sorry. they I mean, they have this 
I honestly placed a little okay. bit too high. Doesn't that look a little bit like a murder though? Because the font is kind of like chalk on a black it does, background. And yeah. I'm into it. Okay. I know we do love murder. Not real murder. Just Not pretend. Just, we love murder in theory. Yeah. We love threatening it to people. <laughs> but we never follow through. And honestly, like humane murder, I think is. Humane murder? Yeah. You know, where it's quick, it's painless. It's it still benefits, murder. It benefits people. It's still murder. Okay. Well, and and killing a cow is still killing a cow. Do you eat it? Are we going to take this on now? We're going to take this on the podcast. All of our vegan listeners are just like, nope. Topher's like, I've just become vegan right now. I am vegan. And speaking as a vegan. Oh, go ahead. Speak for all vegans, please. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> all right. So she was on 10th season of Dancing with the Stars. That's. Such a pivot. It really is. It's weird. But given her dancing background, it's like, okay, I can see it. Also, if but you also have a why? She, she you shouldn't be on to... Dancing with the Stars. I know. that. I mean, that was kind of cheating, I think. It is. Do you know who her dance competitor, or not competitor, partner, sorry. The only one that I know is Derek Cuff or Derek That Cuff That or... was it. It was oh, Derek okay. Cuff. Well, good. Yeah. I, had, I had one. Derek Cuff, brother of Julianne Huff. Huff. Yeah. Yes. Which one of them is, or both of them have been judges as well on Probably. Dancing with the Stars. I've only ever seen like 15 minutes of one episode of Dancing with the Stars. And how many notes did you take? None, honestly, because oh. I was I was just there to see Carol Baskin. <gasps> Wait, what? Yes. I forgot that. Oh yes. my God. Quarantine was truly a magical time well, for 20, TV. 2020, what a year, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, this she wore like a like a tiger print sequin of situation. She did. Yeah, it did was. She have a weird like flower crown on her head the whole time. Probably, yeah. I think that she got voted off that. I don't think she's a dancer. She was not. Yeah, but guess who was quite the dancer? And Nicole, obviously. Yeah. So she and Derek came in first place in that season. Again, okay, Nicole. I'm not trying to throw you shade right now because I love you, but that's. It seems like there's an unfair advantage happening there, right? I, I would argue that. Erica Jane was also on Dancing with the Stars. Ooh, we need to get into Erica Jane later. Not oh, on there, podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Because yeah. there's actually a lot to Yeah, there's a lot there. to go. Yeah. Right, Hopefully so we'll be able to talk about that on a, an episode coming up because we've got some possible should, yeah. Real Housewife connections there. It all there. comes yeah. together. All celebrities know each other. <sighs> all right. Anyway. True or false? Was that true or false? Oh, that she was on Dancing with the Stars? And, and came what? in first place. Oh, I thought we were just having a fucking discussion about it. Shit, I forgot we were, I was being tested. <laughs> okay, well, shit. That's the best kind of test when you don't know what's happening. Uh, pop quiz. We've already had two questions prior to this, just as a reminder to listeners. It's true. So um, we just forgot what we were doing. 14.3% alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, this is a perfect metaphor for adulting, where you're just like living your life, and then all of a sudden life is like, and shit just got real. This is the hardest thing you face in your life, Topher. You live quite a charm life. It's it's a an exact metaphor that like <laughs> translates completely. All right, you're stalling. True or false? I'm gonna say false because I it seems like that would be an unfair advantage. No, it's totally it's true, true. Every single part of it. Take a sip. You're wrong. Fuck. Yeah, every single part of it is true. I know. I mean, honestly, like she who who's gonna beat her with her yeah, background? That would be like me entering like. The Miss America pageant that also is American Idol. Obviously, I'm going to sweep this thing. Clearly. Yeah. You have your gowns ready to go. Ready to go. Yes. I'm wearing them all now. All of them at once? Yes. It's quite hot. It's, I am. And I mean that. Sweltering. Wink. <laughs> um, okay. So. I told Next you, question. All right. 
The witness does not get to demand that, but fine. I'm a sassy witness. Mm. I believe they call it a hostile witness in court terms. <laughs> I would so get contempt of court all the time. Like, Your Honor. Like, this is just my personality. <laughs> permission to treat the witness as sassy? <laughs> okay, those of you who are actually in court, please ask that next time. Yes, please. Please. If you're an attorney. And then just write in and tell us what Also, if you happen to be, like, on jury duty, especially if it's going to be a case. Be a sassy juror. Be a sassy juror. If it's going to be a case that's televised, like it turns into a famous Ooh. case, go out and buy a Lisa Renowick. It will change your entire experience. You will have so much fun. What about fun. the lips? Buy Lisa Rena lips. Buy, she does have a lip care product that's coming out. Oh, no, no, not you, Lisa Renner. Yeah. Renner. <laughs> you did that last time, too. You keep calling her Lisa Renner. <laughs> It's the wine. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. It's the wine that makes me do it. All right, next question. Okay. So she dated this shitty dude from 311. Yeah. Okay. They have a song. More like 7-Eleven, am I right? Okay. Because he's a shitty convenience store. Okay. (laughs) That's quite the burn toe for you. We have to apologize to him later. (laughs) So they have their song called Amber. Fact checker, do you know this song? Amber is the color of your energy. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So he has said, and again, his name is Nick Hexlam. He's a douche. We all agree that. On yes, the you heard oh, here. Man. My Not words. First, but. Damn it, Rachel. My words aren't working. All right. So anyway, he said that Nicole was the inspiration for the song Amber. Yes. You think that's true? I think it's true. Yeah. Celebratory sip. You got it. I actually feel like I had heard that somewhere. And I didn't put the pieces together until I'm getting like all of the, yeah. the facts of her life, but I had heard something about that. Yeah. Yeah. One point. Also, did not put it together. I didn't know that that was a 311 song. Because you don't know the band. Because I don't know the band. I yeah, thought that it was like, I don't know, Fish or something. You thought that was Fish? I don't know. I'm just and, throwing that out there. Okay, as an when example. I say like hippie vibe, that's what I mean. Okay. I feel like people who in high school listen to Dave Matthews and Fish and like 311, like they all kind of overlapped. Yeah. I believe this is our final cross-examination question okay. for you. Okay. So you know that she has a background in theater. That's how she got her start. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm excited to talk about this, so, but not excited that I'm being quizzed on well, we're gonna we're going to see what you're saying. She has performed in theater like as a kid, and she's gotten asked to perform as an adult in some things, specifically in some tributes for Andrew Lloyd Webber. However, she has talked shit on him. And called his work cheesy and predictable. I know you guys at home can't see this, but I'm like having shocked smile face right now. Why? Why shocked smile face? I'm because I really want this to be. Is that the end of the? That's the end of it. So you tell me if that's true or false. I really want this to be true, but also you might just be quoting me. (laughs) I want this to be true because I want Nicole to be my like famous person ally in this. I think that Andrew Lloyd Webber is so fucking overrated and he's so cheesy. I don't like his stuff. I just don't. I like some, some individual pieces of music. Okay. But overall, I really, really don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay. So are you saying- I'm going to say true. Oh no, you were just quoting me. You tricked me into saying all that I'm stuff. I'm a tricky bitch. Ah, I love Andrew Lloyd Webber. And if he wants to sponsor us. Andrew, Andy. It was the whole thing the false? The Or has she actually been contacted? She, she has been in tributes for him. Yeah, she actually really loves him. She's, she's done like a tribute for him with Cats, Evita, Phantom of the Opera, all sorts of Okay, bullshit. so Phantom of yeah. the Opera has some like 
random There's pieces fun, of good fun music. in there. The book's way better. Fact checker disagrees with me because I made him read it recently. Cats is fucking trash. Do you know what Cats is based on, though? Yes, I do. That's why All I think right, it's fucking me. trash. It's based on T.S. Eliot's pieces of poetry yes. that are supposed to be allegories about power systems and, and politicians. And that doesn't day. come across in the musical? Somehow, somehow. That maybe got lost? I, Maybe I'm too <laughs> dense, but somehow it did not. Um, um, Topher, what I think you're not getting about Cats... <laughs> is that it's a drugged out fever dream. It, honestly, yes, it is. As a child, I was super into Cats, but I think it's because I just like the animal Cats. I was like, oh, kitties. Yeah. I mean, and they're singing awesome. That's basically the entire inspiration for yes. his. It's like, did you even read the poems? So did you? I know you watched Kimmy Schmidt, the unbreakable Kimmy yes, Schmidt. Yes. You love when, when Titus gets yes. on the cast. And it's just because they keep showing up in cat costumes. Like, well, you're part of the cast now. Make up your own song. But it's also like kind of a pickpocket yes. operative thing. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like that's the most accurate commentary yeah. on cats that there has been. Honestly, the only semi-decent Andrew Lloyd Webber is Evita and even that's not good but at least the music is actually the like music is all of good it's based in on the tango yes yeah. it's good for some reason in my mind I always forget that Andrew Lloyd Webber is like a more contemporary figure because I'm like he was like in the late 1800s yes <laughs> honestly yes because that's kind of how I'm like oh he's, in, he's old and dead obviously yeah. and I'm like, oh well, no he's actually alive he's born in 48 he's not He's old. That, I mean, well, yeah, he's old, but he's not like that yeah. not old. I really he's in his early seventies. Like that's you can still write more musicals for Topher's delight. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, technically. So on HBO Max, mm-hmm. which pay us for this mention, HBO Max. We're yeah. Honestly, right now. you owe us money now. So yeah. mm-hmm. HBO Max has released all of the seasons of The Nanny. Oh, nice. And you know, Mr. Sheffield is a Broadway, like British Broadway oh, I writer. Know that director that's his character i don't remember that at all i just remember him being rich and british so he has a huge ongoing rivalry with andrew lloyd Webber that they mention constantly and it's so funny yeah it's really really good it's this thing where you forget that it's happening and then it shows up again so like whoever the head writer was like really couldn't listen to a single fucking song from evita one more time like probably yeah and i think that also it's kind of a well he's a british man who's very wealthy who is a successful Right. So, like, we don't want him to be – we don't want Andrew Lloyd Webber to think that we're, like, parodying him. So, they so we're going to talk shit about so, him. So, we're going to talk shit about you, yeah. But it work, It works really well on the show. Maybe Fran Drescher just really had a thing against Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like, it was an ongoing feud. Well, this is also happening in, like, the early, early 90s. And so, this is the height of – Cats. A, Cats had already happened, but it's it's been running for so long. Phantom's been running for so yes. long. Evita, I think, happened during... This time. Yeah, yeah because the Evita movie came out in like 96. 95 or 96. Yeah, because yeah. I remember going to see it when I was in middle school and being like, this is theater. It's all the movie version with and, Madonna. And having, like, some very... Antonio Banderas. Yeah. For me, it was like, I am Madonna as Evita. And I want to fuck Che. Yeah, that part I didn't like. I'm like, why are they... That. Anyway, did I ever tell you when I started Cats as a child? So moving on. This, okay, hold on, I'm going to tell you the story. This is the end of our quiz, so you can indulge me for one fucking minute, Topher. Okay, fine. It was 1991. Picture it. Picture it, 1991. Was that Club Med? Oh my God. <laughs> and they had like stuff to occupy the kids while the adults were doing adult things. Like massages and shit. Massages, probably date a lot of day drinking, let's be real. Yeah. So they had one thing where they were going to put on a song from Cats. So they wanted the kids to be involved. 
But it really didn't come to anything. I don't think it was ever performed other than us just practicing it a lot. I think somebody at Club Med was like, look, I don't know what to do to occupy the next two hours. Yeah. So we're going to sing a song, kids, from Cats. And we're going to we're gonna put on the show tonight for the grownups. And that never came to be. That was definitely like some kind of like high school theater nerd that was like helping take care of the daycare program yep. who had an idea to occupy the, you guys. Yep. And then the it just got away from her. And she was like, I don't have the emotional energy or the resources, frankly, or the power and authority to make this actually happen. But the and weird thing was like some of the adults, the thing did have cat costumes. Where did those come from? <laughs> what? Where did they come from? Where did they come from? Did you, is this another fever dream? No, this was real, but that was abandoned. And I do remember we did perform for the adults that night. We did not perform cats, but I, I did I mean, sit was on. Was it hard for you emotionally to switch out of the. Honestly, the I really the that you had got already, into my character right, yeah, of a cat. And then you have to, a specific cat too. Well, no, I think they just let us make up our own cat shit. Well, yeah, but at least you made up your own specific cat. I was probably one, like, right? I'm Snowball Meow or something. Yeah. So you had to pivot from Snowball to all of a sudden you're like well, then you're Cleopatra. I, well, no, I didn't. I think of that. Then it was just like weird circusy shit. So like I sat on a guy's. Seal? No, I sat on a guy's shoulders as he rode a unicycle around on stage. I was like, "Woo!" That's actually really impressive. Kind of dangerous. And t- terrifying. This was also the place How where old were you? seven. Oh wow! This is also the place that safety regulations were a bit different in the early nineties. In the sense that there were none. Probably. Yeah, this is also the place where like, we got off the plane and like we're going into Club Med. And the first thing that greeted us there was the trapeze. Club Med like, had its own plane? No, we just flew into the airport, took a bus or okay. car or whatever. And I'm picturing you like getting off like 1960s style where you're like, like off the tarmac. The yeah. And then like into Club Med. I feel like I did descend. They have off little like on the child tarmac, martini glasses on a tray that they're offering. But it's just filled with like Yoohoo or something. <laughs> or like Capri Sun. Nice. Wait, what'd you call it? Capri Sun. Fact checker, is that how you say that? No. Capri Sun. Capri Sun. <laughs> they're, separate, <laughs> they're separate words. It's Capri Sun. From the Isle of Capri. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like we got to this place and the first thing that was there that greeted us was this trapeze. Was it just run by circus people? Now, in retrospect, I'm thinking, Were you actually at Club Med or did you get sent to circus camp? With my grandmother? Oh, no. Well, she was like, go on the trapeze. And I was like, no, that's high up and dangerous. I'm not doing that. It is high up and dangerous. Then she basically bullied me into it. So I did. I went on the trapeze. Aren't you impressed? I actually am impressed. I would love to go on a trapeze. Was there a net underneath or was this? Oh, yeah, there was a net. net. Yeah, there's definitely a net, but like no safety harness, but there was a net. Again, this is like an adult sized trapeze. This is not a child size. All right, so we're finishing up. Okay. So that's um that's a summary of the 90s <laughs> that, for everybody. And, and that was the 90s. There you um, go. Yeah, so that's it for my cross-examination. Interesting. So how did I, you do? Not great. Half and half? I got half and half. That's, say half that's and decent. Half. Fact checker confirms you that some very tricky you questions. got half and half. That's what I do. That's what you do. I'm still mad about getting tricked into talking what? about my hatred for Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had an ally. Damn it. Apparently not. You might have to fight her for it. I'm definitely the minority there. Okay. Do you know what Nicole Scherzinger was in? A movie. Animated movie. Recent. Pixar. 
Tell me. Coco. Nope. Before all that. Well, you said recently. Well, yeah. I mean, like five years ago is recent. What happened five years ago? Wally? No, Wally is older than that. She was the voice of Moana's mom. (gasps) Oh! Yes! Yeah. What a wasted opportunity for her voice. I know. It's a very, very minor character. Yeah, like a really minor character. I went back and listened to the song. I was like, oh, like she doesn't even have her own song. It's like a group effort. I loved Moana. I actually have one of those fantasies of, you know, Mm. you're, picture it, you're at a Caribbean resort, right? Okay, but Moana, you know, is in the Pacific. Yeah, but I'm not flying all the way there. That's a really long plane flight. Okay. And... Fine, we're in Hawaii. Okay, thank you. Because not all tropical places are the same. I know that. I don't think you do, but okay. So <laughs> we're on the Isle of Haiti in the Pacific. and Yep, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in Florida. <laughs> picture it, the right Florida next Keys. To, right next to Australia. Go on. So anyway, we're on this tropical island, paradise, mm-hmm. resort kind of situation. And Club Med. They're, <laughs> it's not circus camp. And they're doing like karaoke. And I'm in all of my finery. Mm-hmm. And then I sing Shiny at karaoke. Shiny by? From Moana. What song is that? The one that the crab, who's like encrusted oh, in jewels. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's very much you, yeah. It's very me. Yeah. It's a fun song, Do you too. know who voiced the crab? It's a British dude. Nope. He's from New Zealand. It's a New Zealander. Yep. His name is Jermaine Clement. He started on Flight of the Concords. Uh-huh. Which is the HBO show, which is real. I think you genuinely like it. I know. And of they the have like, it's like parody songs that they do. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've seen like some YouTube videos of that back when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Very long ago. Trevor's about to murder me because I'm calling him old to his face. <laughs> because she knows that I'm not going to throw this wine at her. She feels safe right now. That's fine. I can I wait. I do feel safe. Thank you for making me a feast. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Drink I, the rest of your wine. I said it. I said what I said. <laughs> okay. And you somehow didn't at the same time. You you got it. What more is there to not say? Clearly. Oh, while she was on the X Factor UK, mm-hmm. she kind of helped start One Direction. Really? Yes. All these like weird things about her life. I'm like, I always hell? forget that so many of these like really major modern pop groups started on these reality yeah. competition shows. I know. Like Adele. Adele? No. no. I was like, no. I'm fucking with you. I was like, no, not her. But what's her name? Bleeding Love? I don't know it. Fact checker she will has, look it up. Her name is like two L's. Lorna Love. Which, if you've, I've, I didn't watch her season of, I think it might have been the X Factor, honestly. I think it was X Factor, um, yeah. The British version, yeah. yeah. I've seen some, her, some of her clips of the competition, mm-hmm. and she is amazing. She is such an incredible singer. She's one of the few singers that can pull off doing a cover of Celine Dion. And I'm oh. like, that's fine. So who else can do Celine Dion? Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson, Leanna Lewis. Do you think Nicole Scherzinger could do it? I would be interested to hear it. She could pull off Whitney. I think she could pull off Celine. Okay. Because I am saying Whitney Houston is better than Celine Dion. Um, that's interesting. Fact checker, what do you say? Let's put fact checker in that awkward position. No, no, fact Fact checker definitely is on my side about, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Way to chicken out, fact checker. But I understand why. (laughs) She literally is the greatest singer. In the world. In the world. I know. Okay, so you want to quiz me about anything? We're just going to drink our wine. Let's just drink our wine and and talk about Nicole a little bit more. Like, I mean, do you have any more facts about her? Well, you know about her time on The Masked Singer and 
which you really should watch. It's a fun show. I get- And there have been some surprising celebrities on there. Like who? Okay, so Shaka Khan. Oh, Shaka. Yeah, she's trying to make a comeback, right? And she got voted off really early. <gasps> Was she bad, though? Did she do a bad job? No, she didn't do a bad Why'd job. Why'd she get voted I off? I don't know. I think she just didn't resonate with people as much. But it was kind of embarrassing because she got voted off, like, before someone else who was, like, basically just, like, a trash reality star. And well, so were they like, better than oh, her, though? No. Okay, so, no. okay. Also, so you're in the Shaka mass- Khan didn't do a great job. I mean, but she you wasn't, just told me she did. She, was, she wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't good. She... Wasn't passable. She still has that... She deserved to leave. She has that voice that it's like when you hear that voice, you know that it's an iconic voice. It just Mm -hmm. has that quality to it. But it doesn't mean that if you don't know who the person is, Mm -hmm. that you're going to be like, oh, I want to buy every album they've ever had. It's just kind of like, a oh, you definitely are practiced. You sang a song. Yeah. And moving on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never really watch the mask singer like i do appreciate the mystery element to it but i don't understand the voting off aspect of it why is that part of it because you're trying to get to the end where the person who's the last mask singer gets like the golden mask or whatever but who cares just figure out who the because americans because americans have to have competition i don't or they die i disagree with that people die we're like sharks what are you talking i'm challenging you on that (laughs) yeah there's been a lot of really really big celebrities Like Shaka Khan. And? Patti LaBelle. Ooh. There's been... Didn't Robin Thicke come on one time, or am I just imagining He is a judge. That's why I'm thinking that. Yeah. It's Robin Thicke, Nicole, what's-her-face, married to Donnie Wahlberg. Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Okay. And Dr. Ken. What? Dr. Ken. Who's Dr. Ken? Ken Jeong? Yeah. Okay. Why do you call him Dr. Ken? Because he's a... He's a medical doctor. I know he's a medical doctor, and but is he your personal doctor? No, that's his persona. Does he, he write he you prescriptions? He calls himself Dr. Kim. Okay. That's his thing. He's like, I'm a I, doctor. I'm Dr. Well, Kim. I didn't know he referred to himself as that way yeah. on a reality singing show. He brings it up all the time. That's actually his like only thing of like, that's his so I know exactly niche. what I'm talking about because I'm a doctor. I'm Dr. Ken. And then he's he, like, do you have strep throat? Because I can tell you that. Yeah. And then he always tries to make it so that Jamie Foxx is the person. Has Jamie Foxx ever been no, the person? No, Jamie Foxx has never been the person. Hmm. And the host of it is, what's his face, Nick Cannon, who I'm not a big I, fan of. No. So last night I was talking to some friends about Nick Cannon and how, like, skeezy he is. You know he that, gives like, me skeezy vibes, for well, sure. Well, do you know about all the babies that he's had recently? Like, eaten? No. I mean, I don't know what he does in his personal time, but I'm going to say you, no. Clearly you do if you're talking about his babies. Well, he... Has he just had one woman who gave birth a couple months ago and then another woman who also gave birth? And people are like, Nick Cannon, like, what are you doing? And he said, No, I'm getting these women pregnant intentionally. <gasps> Every woman who gets pregnant by me is on purpose. No, it's like that dude. Yes. Oh my he god. He has like do you remember six that or seven kids. SVU episode? Yes, yes, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Who, was the, who was the guy in that? It was a major celebrity that played the dude. It was a celebrity who just, like, got women pregnant all the time. John Stamos. It was yes, John Stamos it was John Stamos. Because he was poking holes in condoms. Yes. That was the thing. Yeah. And then it turns out that he, like, did it with one of his biological daughters. Yeah. Yeah. It was real creepy. And so that's how they were able to get him was through the incest thing. Yeah. So they're saying, Nick Cannon, watch out, because Lana yeah, is going to make it a rip from the headlines about you soon. Yeah. It, which they already did, but they Nick didn't Cannon, know it was about you. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, it was John Stamos playing the canon. Yeah. John Stamos <laughs> has a lot of, like, foresight. He has, like, he, the... He's a visionary. Yeah. I've always said that about John Stamos. <laughs> no, but Nick Cannon's a... That's really skeezy and weird. Mm-hmm. And he said anti-Semitic things, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Nick, and he's, like, okay. double down on him. Which is, like, mm, dude. That's why he got fired from America's Got Talent. Oh, well, thank God, because Terry Crews is so much better. Oh, isn't Terry Crews a delight? He's he's a national treasure. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Although Terry Crews, I will say, has had said some, like, very kind of heteronormative, misogynistic things. I feel like, though, Terry Crews, he strikes me as the type of person, both from his on-screen personas and interviews, he seems like the kind of person that says shit sometimes because that's just what he knows and he didn't understand possibly all the implications behind it. Sounds like calling him dumb. No, I I do the same thing. Okay. You don't you don't know what you All don't right. know. And if but Okay, that's but fair. If somebody, that's, fair to, that's fair to frame it that way. Yeah, yeah, but then if somebody were to come to him and be like, "Hey, when you said it, this is the connotation that it has for me personally." He'd be like, "Oh my god." I, I do think Terry Crews like is a thoughtful person and he's like spoken out on behalf of like sexual assault yeah. survivors, especially men who've gone through that experience, which yeah. I think is really important, especially for him, because, like, he's a big manly-looking dude. So it's, I think it's very important to have that represented when talking yeah. about, like, big issues like that. He he gives this persona of being a gentle giant who, yes. like, is here to, I want you to be, feel safe around yes. me. And so that's where I'm coming from in terms of, yeah, maybe he says things sometimes without realizing exactly sure. what okay. that specific connotation is. I but if somebody were to confront him about it, he'd be like, that is the furthest thing you know, I, from I do you think, I, like, he will consider yeah. feedback? Have you ever seen him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I love him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He is so cute. That's a great show. It is a fun show. across the board. It is a really sweet show. It's made by the same people who made Parks and Rec. Then that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like started to rewatch Parks and Rec. Because it's part of my anxiety of, like, work. I'm like, let me watch something very comforting and familiar to me. But, yeah. That's so Terry Crews, make a wine. Yeah. Was Nick Cannon the host of America's Got Talent before or after Tyra Banks? Before. Okay. I think he was the first host. Tyra of- Banks wasn't great as a host either. She's not in. Let's talk about problematic. Have you like gone back to look at old episodes of America's Not? Oh. Yeah. Oh boy. They are all, all fucked I- up. That was one of the reality shows that I would kind of regularly watch. I'd be like, this Fact is Checker bananas. as well. Fact Checker would watch it with they his college were friends. crazy. Were they not? The things yes. that they say to people is just like, whoa. Yeah. And I understand that that is a realistic depiction of what that world is, is like. Sure. But... And also, it's, like, very much kind of a product of its time. Yeah. But it wasn't that long ago. Mm-mm. 10, 15 years ago. Although you think it was that and, long ago. And looking back, fashion, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, the fashion's not great. That has not. But they are models. You know, yeah. you wear what you wear when you're a model. Yeah. But, like, some of the challenges they had the models do, crazy. Like, do you remember, like, the race swap? No. Fact checker, do you remember that? Where they made the models, like, swap races. And, like, they legit put models in black and brown face. I'm not making this up. That's. I'm not making it. And then they were holding, like, babies of a different race with them. I think it was a milk ad. Oh, my God. Shut up. I really, I really want to stick by what I just said because I really believe it to be true in my heart. And I really want it to be true because that was so fucked up and bizarre. So there's another show. It was a British kind of version of Next mm-hmm. Top Model. And I'm struggling to remember the name of it. But 
the it was Naomi Campbell <gasps> as the Did she sing baby woman every time oh she my came God, on screen. So it was her and two other like British mm-hmm. supermodels. And they have like their teams that they assemble and and everything. And so it's yeah. a competition to see which of these three mentors was going to have the winning okay. model at the okay, end. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very interesting. I liked it better than the episodes that I've seen of America's Next Top Model. Okay. So fact checker just confirmed that I was right about all that. Weird- so this was a milk ad. Yes. It was and a milk I'm looking ad. At pi- oh, no. Yeah. That is like very much a white woman. They're literally painting her skin dark brown. Oh, that's. And they put one in an afro. Yep. Okay. Well. Yeah. America's Next Top Model. Ooh. Here's the thing. Tyra Banks make a wine. We will shit talk it. Fashion is art. On and America's Next Top Model? Was well, it art? No. 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 But fashion in itself is art. And that's, that's one of what I say when I, I walk into, into Target every day. Oh, look at all the art. <laughs> like, may I touch? It's like, ma'am, you can try shirts on. That's allowed. Like, ah, uh, what's the blend on this particular one? I'm like, Synthetic. It's all synthetic. <laughs> so fashion is art. America's Next Top Model is, is neither. Not. It's neither it's fashion not. or yeah. art. But yeah. like in the realm of art, you are supposed to push boundaries. However, I don't think that pushing that particular sort of... Yeah, that's that's off the rails kind of shit. That's like banana stuff. Do you remember when they had America's Next Top Model, like Boys in the House edition? Where they had like male models? I know that they just integrated okay. at one point having... But you know how, like, they do the whole makeover scenes oh, and no. stuff? Guess what they gave to one male model? It was a weave, but not on his head. Was it a merkin? <laughs> no, but that would have been hilarious. No. They was gave him a beard, a beard weave? weave. Why? Because he didn't have a beard. So? So that was clearly the solution. Also, if you don't have a beard, it's not really a weave. It's more Fact of a wig, can right? Can you please it's look that up wig? to show Topher? It is the weirdest fucking thing in the world. I mean, we already have our line of nipple wigs that's coming out. It's been out. It is a huge success. They're selling out. Buy them now. I'm yeah. wearing mine. You should probably, honestly, if you're listening Topher's to this. wearing figures, his. I am. The cornrows, though, is kind of a weird choice. Topher, I have to say, I don't think that's really appropriate, but it's your body. I, I your, thought I was going to be another your nipples, your wigs, episode. Right? So. <laughs> yeah, let's look at that beard weave, please. I really want you to zoom in on one of those photos. What's not to like? Oh, no. But it looks so natural, does it not? Also, he looked fantastic yeah, before this is that. Really... Like, he has some nice, like, scruff going. And it's not, yeah. like, patchy scruff. Like, it, no. he's very well-groomed and filled in and he's everything. He's a really attractive-looking guy, and there's no need to give him a fake beard. That yeah. looks like a cheap high school theater it looks, but like you it glued does to his face. Cheap. Yeah, and also it completely like changes that the shape of his face so he doesn't have cheekbones anymore. He had to anymore. wear that. He had to wear that to This her. poor dude. He was on national TV and getting exposure to all these different things and Tyra Banks is there. I'm sure like, he's Instagram famous now, so I guess that's worth it, whatever. It's whatever. But still. You've done much worse to be Instagram famous. Me? Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> Because I follow you on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I forgot. (laughs) Wait, other people can see my Instagram? It's true. Oh, shit. It's not just a private journal. I thought it was live journal. (laughs) I thought it was the new reiteration where it's just private for me. I thought it was my space. Well, I'll have to take down those nipple wig pictures of the application process. No, it's fine. It's actually helped a lot of people out. But is it weird that one is the Annie wig and one's a mullet? 
I like mixing or and matching, Or is that a daring too. fashion choice? I think it's a daring fashion choice. Okay, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned cornrows, but you didn't mention, like, the braids on the other one. It was – Okay. So we did different forms of... Yeah, of okay. appropriation. Yes, yeah. thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So what are you getting from the swine tougher? Anything new or interesting from it? Honestly, no. drunk. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this wine. Is that just our tagline? <laughs> Honestly, drunk. Drunk. Yeah. Um, um, it's, it's nice. <laughs> are I you think- tasting any... Anything else other than like cherry? I do taste the dark cherries. Like yeah. I can see that. I'm not getting any other. I am getting like the dried flowers, honestly. Less yeah, as I not, drink more, it. but I can feel. I can get what you're saying with a hotness to it. Yeah, not so much now because I've had half the bottle with. Yeah, you. at this point, I can't really talk about tasting notes. Um, what about those legs? Them legs is still good though. Some Nicole legs right there. Some burlesque legs. Have you seen her? Oh, on a sad note, though. Oh, no. Well, we don't have to talk about it. I can take it back. <laughs> well, now now everyone wants to know. She said that she really struggled with body image, which she's I mean, a, a she gorgeous is. woman, but also being famous and in the spotlight and being a woman. And a dancer. Like, you're going to be criticized. But like, she yeah. went through a period of like pretty severe bulimia. with the pussycat dolls. But she said she's like healthy and like in a good space now. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, that is that is very sad. It's not unexpected. It's not surprising, yeah. It's, and it's I think it's really great that people are talking about that. Yeah, talk using about their it. Fame talk about because it. Because honestly, she didn't I'd be willing to bet, I don't know this for sure, but I'd be willing to bet that she didn't have bulimia and experience that because she just decided on mm-hmm. her own. This was something that her body images were imposed on her, not even by like fans and people watching, but by like the producers and the people who were supposed to be in charge of her well-being and her safety. And so to the more people talk about that, the better it's going to be for everyone. Well, we saw that. I don't know if you follow like Demi Lovato at all. They've talked about like their experiences Mm -hmm. with eating disorders and like just mental health in general. But like how their handlers were very much like, no, you don't get to eat cake. Yeah. You can have a piece of fruit on your birthday instead. Like just like weird fucked up stuff. It's fucked up. But, you know, Nicole has said she's in a good place now. She's been very open about it, which is super important for people also going through similar things. Yeah. And she's dating a super hot guy rugby player who's got thick-ass thighs, so. Well. Tom Evans. Everything's looking up. Thom Evans. He spells it with a T-H. Oh, no, not a thom. Yeah, thom. <laughs> Fact checker, can you look up a picture of Thom Evans, please? Preferably shirtless. Thank you. I'm sure it exists. He's an athlete. So in fact, probably. just skip a step and look up naked pictures of Thom Thurman. Thom Thurman, yeah. Is that his name? Are you thinking of Strom Thurman? Do you want to see naked pictures of him? Oh. What, so what do you see? He's very big. Lots of muscles. What, what else do you Beautiful notice? Beautiful chest. Lots of abs. Yep, lots very of abs. Very thick thighs. Mm-hmm. Tiny players. nipples. He can't help it. Look at his tiny nipples. Maybe you should send him a wig. Compliments of Topher and Rachel. I will send you I will send you a wig that has a lot of volume to it to kind of like hide that problem area. Oh no, we're just talking about body magicians. Don't nipple shame him. Nobody controls the size of their nipples. To I her. I have a weird thing about Does it bother you? Is that like a thing you're just like meh? If a guy has a large like chest, yeah. like a broad chest. You want proportionate really, nipples. Yeah. I do. Otherwise it's like Can we call this episode proportionate nipples? <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Um, should we deliver our verdict? Yeah, may as well, because we're, we're, we're done with yeah. this bottle. All right. Do you want to deliver? One, two, two three. three. Guilty. guilty. <gasps> I could have done more. I think that it accomplished exactly what it said that it wanted to. This is a not party wine, I'm, an anti-party wine. I think wine. it's a good wine. It's a little underwhelming, which some people have called her vocals. <gasps> wow, we're ending on a scandal. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Well, if you <laughs> agreed with us or disagreed with us for any reason, um, please Send feel free to tell us now. <laughs> at True Crimes Against Wine at gmail.com, as well as on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And also, don't forget that any questions about wine... Yeah. Or just chit-chat, honestly. Yeah, just just let us know what you think. Any wine, celebrity, whatever stuff you want to talk about, let us know. Yeah, yeah. if you have found a celebrity out. wine. Ooh, yeah, if you found a celebrity wine, tell us. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll see you later. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.